0: We are kicking in with kyle welcome back my friend kyle siegel how are you doing today great man you know um
1: thanks for doing this last minute you know it's like let's get this done just because we have such a crazy card coming up and we haven't heard any injuries yet so you know I, I could tell you what i did this morning i sacrificed a goat you know just to keep it going so <laughs> you know just to make sure the gods were happy um, yeah, I woke up at 5 a.m. Got on my knees, said a few prayers, and uh, you know, we're sometimes,
0: a few days away. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta take measures into the uh, the uh, the hands of God for this one. And, and you know, you talk about UFC 259. Uh, the 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 UFC gods have blessed us for sure. Uh, this was the honestly, if you really break it down, this could be when you look back on it, the best pay-per-view card of all time i mean it is legitimately that stacked and you know it obviously all depends on what happens you know with the fights if they're bangers and they're not boring and blah 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 but man ufc 259 we got eight fights to cover that is the most fights we've ever covered on one podcast so this might go a little long um but before we do before we do get into all that let me just get out of the way the news what's happening right now Um, Aaron Boone, he will be taking immediate medical leave from the Yankees as he will have surgery to to, uh, have a pacemaker uh, put in. So hopefully everything goes well there. We give our best to him. Tyrell Williams signs a one-year $6.2 million deal in Detroit. And Golden Tate, he was released from the Giants. Today, uh, and then real quick, just to to end it out, we have some UFC news. Actually, all Alistair Overeem and Junior Dos Santos both released from Crazy. the UFC. You know, pretty pretty big, to be honest with you, pretty big. Um, they are both legends of the sport, probably both future Hall of Famers. So, although it's not surprising, I think it is uh, somewhat <laughs> weird to see that that name. Wait, here's up.
1: what I um. It's funny because when you look at some of these guys' salaries, that like Alistar Overeem's making five six hundred k a fight that guy fights two three times he may never be a champion but he's making a living that's a it's a pretty damn good living you know i gotta say especially you know with all the benefits you know with his age but i mean Overeem was talking about trying to be champion i think volkov absolutely just dismantled him and that's not something where You know, Overeem had a really good fight against Jarzino Rosenstrike. You know, we saw what happened, but, you know, where he won four rounds. Obviously, he got knocked out at the end, but he, he was winning those rounds. But I think it was a good call just because Dana realizes, you know, he needs some new blood. And this heavyweight division is about to get so messed up. With what happens with the Stipe, this John Jones. If Adesanya beats Blasowitz, Adesanya could be the first triple champ, you know? So, you know, I think it's a smart call because, I mean, Overeem, he could get a job at any other MMA faction in the world, hands down. You know, so it's okay.
0: Yeah, and with his kickboxing background for Overeem, okay. I don't think that one championship is out of the question completely. Um, but I do think that Bellator would be pretty smart. Obviously they won't be able to pay him as much as he's used to in the UFC, but, um, you talk about a heavyweight division that is kind of stagnant at the moment. Bellators could kind of use that, you know, a little bit of star power in there. You have obviously Romero and Anthony Johnson coming to the table, but they're both fighting at light heavyweights. So you have all these big free agents and all, you know, I guess you can call them big free agents, big free agents for Bellator. Um, <laughs> Overeem would probably fit well. But I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if he finds himself in a, a PFL or, a, you know. Yeah. Even a one, man. Even a one. What about you? you think he could um, – do you think he, he'll go – because hey, one has kickboxing, right? Just Yeah, but like, it's harder fine.
1: because you got to move over to Asia, you know, to do that. you know, you got to be ready to have your family going to Thailand and then Malaysia, you know, and all these spots. And be prepared, you know. Um, one is – awesome you know we'll talk about it on a later podcast on some of the greater one pod you know one fights and their deal with TNT they just signed you know so now you can see live one championship fights you know so you you know it's awesome to see that now we have one Bellator and then of course UFC but I don't know I mean Junior Dos Santos I think he's in a way worse position just because his track record but same
0: he's in the same boat he could get a job at any one of those places but yeah if JDS really wants to continue i think he will i think that's the question that he'll answer himself obviously but in terms of Overeem, you know bellator is uh probably you know with them coming to showtime they have some now some real american some you know some viewers so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with those two but let's move on let's get to the uh yeah let's get to the ufc you know the bread and butter let's get to the uh the bread and butter here and we start off at a, a very interesting fight right now: uh, Oscar Oscarov against Joseph Benavidez at 125 pounds. And you know, if this goes to plan for Oscarov, this might be the last time you see him on the prelims ever again. Currently undefeated at 12-0-1, with that draw coming to the hands of Brandon Moreno. Obviously, MMA math doesn't work, but he also, you know, he drew with the champion Figueroa. So you know, it just goes to show you how good Oskarov really is, and uh, you know, Benavides coming off two back-to-back losses for the first time in his career, uh, underdog, and you know, he's a legend of this sport. So this is going to be interesting. He obviously has wins over um, you know, o- Only real losses are to Figgy and DJ. So his, his his you know his resume is strong. He's obviously still an elite fighter, and now he doesn't have to worry too much about that title. You know that title run. Do, do you think this kind of eases the mind a little bit for him, and, and he gets the job done, or what do you see in this fight? Cause this is a real uh, dogfight potential. This is real. It's, it's a tough
1: comeback pain. in flyweight, but I mean, Labina's got destroyed in both matches with Figueredo. and Moreno, you know, which looked like it was going to be you know a two, three round knockout for Figueredo, Moreno lasted the five rounds, and now they're doing a rematch because they feel none of these flyweights are adequate enough to fight Figueredo again plain and simple and I think the Askarov depending on what he does with Benavidez will determine the next title shot the thing about you know Askarov is he also has a unanimous decision against Pantoja who just you know shut down the hype of uh, I think it's Mantel Cape you know this past weekend but Askarov you know he's their Khabib version of Flyweight if you want to call it but um it would be interesting, you know. I would love Benavides to get it, but I could definitely see like an Askarov decision get it, you know. And the whole hard thing is I mean, Benavides had two chances, and both chances Figueredo looked like, you know, he was just on a whole nother level. And Brandon Moreno took him to that level. So, you know, then it makes me question what would happen with the Benavides. You know, fighting even Moreno fight or something like that. But, you know, we're going to see. I, you know, I think this would be a good fight, but my bet Askarov, unanimous decision.
0: Yeah, I got Askarov in this one as well. I think he is, you know, he's, he's slowly but surely climbing up the ranks of the 125 division. And, you know, it, it, it's tough to be undefeated in the 125 division. You got a lot on the line. You got a lot, you know, not a lot of, you know, room for error in that division. And, um, you know, you have to be able to bring a name to the table if you want to sell pay-per-views. And so, you know, this win would be just, you know, on the biggest card of the year would be huge for his progress. So I'm with you, Oskarov, uh, by a knockout in the third round. Um, it's going to be a good fight. Can't wait for it. Going to be fireworks in that one. Yeah. But let's uh, let's talk about the next one here because this is one of my favorite fights. One of my favorite favorite favorites, fights. yeah. Yeah, sleeper
1: of, sleeper of the card here.
0: This is, uh, this is some real firepower here. Song Yudong against Kyle Phillips. And the thing about Song Yudong, man, he's 23 years old. Only 23 years old, and he already has four performance of the night bonuses, three performance of the night, and one fight of the night. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He has four fight bonuses, and three of them performance and one of those fight of the night. And, he, you know, he's got some serious hands. And so this is going to be, you know, a must win for him, no doubt. But he goes against Kyler Phillips, who is you know making his third UFC appearance, eight and one on his career, two and zero in the UFC, and probably has the biggest test to date. So, what do you what do you like about this fight most? You know, first and foremost.
1: So right away, this is what I'll tell you I like about this fight. So Kyler Phillips came into the Ultimate uh, Fighter Championship, you know that little thing they do, you know where to see who can win. You know that. Um, Forget what it's called, you know, it's that little training program for the ultimate fighting, you know, the the tough, if you want to call it. So Kyler Phillips was picked. They had a draft pick number one. He was the number one prospect on that entire tournament. Loses first round. And you know his nickname is Enter the Matrix. And Kyler Phillips stand up is, I mean, you're gonna see some stand up that you don't see from any fighter. Fighting in the one, you know, in the, in this division. And Kyler Phillips now just got his black belt in jiu-jitsu. So what impressed me so much about why they gave Sonja Dong Kyler Phillips, especially after Sonya Dong questionably barely beat Cheeto Vera. I mean, I thought Marlon Vera beat Sonya Dong as good as he was. But... You know, I think Kyler Phillips is going to bring him a little bit of an upset. You know, if he can weather the storm in the first round, Song Dong throwing bombs, you know, just like Vera did, I think Kyler Phillips is going to show that he's the real deal. You know, his, you know, he does have that one loss. I mean, but people forget if he didn't if he didn't lose that first round in that Ultimate Fighter, you know, when he was on live TV showing how good of a prospect he was. I mean, this guy would be talked about, like, no doubt. And the fact that he just got a black belt in jiu-jitsu is just – it's pretty unreal. Um, I'm going to go with an upset on Kyler Phillips, you know? I don't know if I'm I talking submission, it. talk out, or uh, TKO, decision. you know, or submission. But as good as Song Yudong is, I do think he's going to be, one. Of, you know, one of the best in that division. I think Kyler Phillips – he is so balanced right now, he's so focused, and as soon as, I mean, either of these guys, I can promise you one thing, both of these guys you will see in the top ten of the next year, whoever wins, that, and that's for sure, they're both young guys, but I would go with a Kyler Phillips upset Want to win some money. Um, it's it's tough, you know. Even maybe even a submission, you know. You want to talk about a third round submission? Because Song Dong, he's gonna go for guts first round. He tires out second, third round. Or then again, you know, we could see a Song Dong demolition in the first round, knock him out. But, you know, that's yeah. just my prediction that's why I don't have a gun to my head <laughs>
0: yeah it's a, it's gonna be an absolute banger you got song dong at 150 favorite Kyler Phillips just a slight underdog at 125 so it's gonna be a good fight Las Vegas thinks it's even uh, I think you, you think it's pretty even as well but Kyler Phillips um you know, he's he's no joke so if he wins this he's automatically obviously going to be a ranked fighter in that 135 division so um, you want to hear
1: something funny real quick um so you know they're fighting the 135 division and kyler phillips in that ultimate fighter contest lost this guy named brad katona this canadian guy won his first ufc fight and then got demolished his last two fights he's not even in the ufc anymore wow but meanwhile so, you have this guy kyler phillips you know who lost him originally it's just like it's this whole weird spectrum of careers where you know one guy won the ultimate fighter one guy lost first round, but Kyler Phillips, the guy that lost first round, you know, he's in a position to be a top 15 in the world, you know, come Saturday. So
0: it's gonna be a, an absolute great fight. Can't wait for that. Um, and then we stay, we stay in the bantamweight division. Uh, we talk about, you know, some prospects, Song Yudong. You talk about a guy like Kyler Phillips. Well, there's another top prospect here. In Casey Kenny as he goes against the, um, undoubtedly, in my opinion, the Bantamweight GOAT, Dan- Dominic Cruz. And this one's real interesting, man. You got Cruz coming off back-to-back losses as well for the first time in his career. Wow. Only two losses in the UFC, and they come four years apart. Cody, no love in 2016. Sejado in 2020. So, you know, obviously he has been a big... Uh, he, he speaks a lot about not having ring rust and not being a thing. This will be a good test for him. I mean, this is the first time Cruz, the second time, I'm sorry, Cruz has not fought for a title in two th- since 2009. So, you know, you got Casey Kenny, who's been in the UFC for, since 2019. He's got five UFC wins. And this is going to be make it or break it for both these guys, yeah. don't you think?
1: Especially for Dominic Cruz to see where he's going to head. You know, um... You know, they had he had that commentary about Keith Peterson refing his fights. I don't care what you say. I mean, Henry Cejudo, he knocked him out. You know, Henry Cejudo was gonna win that fight. Henry Cejudo, I hate the I, I hate his outside antics, but inside the fight, I mean, I think he's the best 135 on the planet, and it's not even too close. You know, just because yeah. with his knockout power, and I mean, aside from that though, I mean. I love that Dominic Cruz is fighting. He's not just fighting somebody to get an easy win. He's fighting Casey Kenny who's 5 in his last 6. Um, Casey Kenny has showed his relentless style, pressure. And so this fight card is so good that when you have a fight like Casey Kenny versus Dominic Cruz, all you would have to do is like take the Santos and rock, racket fight, put it on these prelims and Dana could have turned it into a free fight night, you know. But instead, this fight night is so good that we're getting this on our prelims.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. And, it, honestly, yeah. you're, you're correct. If you take this fight, the Cruz fight, the Song Dong fight, the Benavides fight, you have Kai Kara France also fighting Tim exactly. Elliott, uh, you know Jake Matthews on the on the pre prelims. I mean, that this could legitimately be a fight. The prelims to this card could legitimately be a full fight you night. You could even on its do own. a Dober versus Makachev. main event exactly and that's what
1: it would be a very exciting fight card and that's why you know I just like I said you know I I hate that goat had to squeal this morning but you know what I need this this card to happen this weekend
0: just unbelievable
1: we've been let down with so many triple championship pay-per-views I couldn't tell you every time you've seen a triple pay-per-view Dana's I haven't done any research on this, but I, I could ease I would bet a good amount of money. You know, the last year or two years when they advertise these three time, you know, title championship fights we're gonna see, we always see things fall out. You yeah. know? Um, it's
0: and it's tough to put a, a fight like this together, a card like this together, no doubt about it.
1: It's even more funny to see the pay per view they charge people for Usman versus Burns, and then they show a pay-per-view. Like this, <laughs> it's like okay, uh, yeah, somebody wasted seventy bucks, and somebody's going on uh, another stream site. But
0: yeah, this one is uh, going to be worth every single dollar. So before we do get to the pay-per-view, though, the free the free card, you you see Casey Ken? I mean Casey Kenny has oh, yeah. Let's go to that. Your predictions, good predictions, um, yeah. No, but I mean, Casey Kenny has, has legitimately taken out some some serious names while in the UFC. Nathan Wood, Ray Borg, even beat Brandon Royval in the LFA. You know, do you see? Do you think he has a chance to do this? Because it's gonna be
1: tough. I'm actually gonna go with Dominic Cruz by decision here. You know, um, I think if Casey get Kenny gets it done, he's gonna get it. You know, done by decision, same way. But I just I'm just gonna go Dominic Cruz because I think this is his last hurrah. If I was a betting man, I'd probably go Casey Kenny, you know, unanimous decision just because. But people forget, I mean, he's knocked off, what, Louis Simoka, Ray Borg, Nathaniel Wood, you know, not like it's a lot of people. And Dominic Cruz did not look bad in that first round against Henry Cejudo. However, he he did look absolutely horrible against Cody Garbrandt. I I would easily argue his fight against Cody Garbrandt was the worst he's ever fought. I also think he underestimated Cody. And I mean, look, look, this bantamweight division is so crazy because one of the fights we're going to talk about later is just, you know, what the hell happened because of that. You know, mm-hmm. now we got yonder Sterling Who would have yep. predicted that a year, two years ago. So not me. That's for sure.
0: So let's uh, uh, let's get get to the uh, the fights you got to pay for as we uh, we move on to five unbelievable fights starting off in light heavyweight division. You got Tiago Santos a 135 underdog against Alexander Rakic, who, um, you know, number four against number two. And Rakic's coming off a win against Anthony Smith after taking a split decision loss. And um, Tiago Santos coming off back-to-back losses, but those were to two Hall of Famers, John Jones and Glover Teixeira. So, yes, he, you know, he did not do what he needed to do against Glover Teixeira, But I honestly think he's got the opportunity to get back on the horse here. This is a banger. This has a lot of potential for fighting the night. What do you like most about this one?
1: Because you could sell this as
0: a main event in a fight night easily, no problem.
1: It was supposed to be, you know, the main event of last week's card. But um, Santos, you know, he's coming off that injury where he almost looked like he knocked out Tixera. But Tixera, you know, I think he's... (laughs) He's, he's a whole nother story of what he's done to the slight heavyweight division. But um, also Rokic, I mean, he looked like he was, you know, he was the second coming of Christ when he had kicked Jimmy Manua into retirement. But the thing is, he when he he did lose against Volkan Olsamir, and he's looked very good, but he hasn't looked like, an, you know, an absolute – like, for instance, I would put like a Dominic Reyes or a Yuri Prashaka – you know, to beat, beat him at this standpoint. Where Thiago Santos, Santos has knocked out Blasiewicz, let's not forget. You know, he knocked out Jan Blasiewicz. Yep. So that's something, you know, I mean, in this fight, I, I heard some commentary today saying Rockets talking about how he's going to get a title fight next. Things like that. I mean, I think he's got to be more concerned because Santos is going to be pissed. Because Santos knows he clear. you know, got a split decision against Jones very, very few people have ever done in the history against John Jones. You know, he got a split decision loss against him. And, um, you know, in this fight, I mean, I'm going Santos. I'm going to go Santos like a second, third round knockout. Um, I think Rakic, Rakic could shock the world if he does knock him out in the first round. But I think, the, you know, to get to Blasiewicz and Adesanya, whoever wins that fight, that will also dictate... How this decision plays out, and people are forgetting Glover DeCera. I think he beats either of these guys. Interesting. What Glover does, and Glover is Adesanya's worst matchup, yeah, maybe in the entire division. Just absolutely as funny as that is. But that's another yeah,
0: story. Like speaking of not thinking that would be the case two years ago, who would think that Glover Dexera would be Israel Adesanya's, you know, almost kryptonite potentially? it's just been. A weird twenty twenty to say the but least. It's kind of like it's
1: kind of like that Tom Brady conditioning, you know.
0: Yeah. Glover's forty years
1: old, never been better, and all of a sudden now he's taking out these absolute killers. I mean, he he got hit from Santos with bombs that knocked out almost every other person. Santos beat Hermanson, Jimmy Manua, Anthony Smith, you know, Blaswich all by knockouts, and yeah. then Glover's just like.
0: Just God damn it, I've got to take my kids to school in the morning and make their ham and cheese. But, uh... <laughs> and I'm just going to sub you in the second yeah. round, yeah. Um, yeah, the light heavyweight division is absolutely, has been stood on its head because of what Glover's been able to do. Yeah. So, it's, you know, this is a great fight. And to, to, to be honest, to kind of piggyback off your point, you know, Tiago Santos was that close to a title itself, and exactly. then was that close to a rematch or, or another title shot before the uh, obvious submission loss. So I, I'm with you. I got Santos. I actually got some money on this fight. I got Santos by second round knockout. Uh, yeah. very, I'd go second. second over third, definitely, because yeah, he, he, he is second after third. Yeah, I got a motivated Santos taking the dub. so.